On today's show, we welcome Miriam Gilbert, an ultra runner from New Jersey in the USA. Welcome to the show, Miriam. Uh, nice to be with you and chatting with you today, Tom. My goodness, I'm very excited to have you on. I've um, been actually sort of looking right through your um, website and um, quite quite the writer. I don't know if I'm, I might actually be selling you a little short, just saying ultra runner, but I mean, ultra runner is like a pretty awesome and cool thing. But um, starting with the endurance side of things, Miriam, if you could sort of give us a, a bit of an idea uh, for people who haven't come across you yet, could you tell us a bit about your endurance life? Wow. Uh, my endurance life. Um, I never really thought about it. I've always thought about, you know, being an ultra runner and endurance. But actually, when I think about it, I think my endurance life started early in childhood. Um, although I never ran in school, um, you know, I played field hockey, basketball and softball. Um, I uh, grew up in Connecticut, in New England. I was born and raised. And uh, we walked a lot. We walked everywhere. And we had a lot of snow in Connecticut. And back then, school was never canceled because there was a blizzard. You got to school one way or the other. Uh, and so I walked a lot. My parents walked a lot. I used to spend my summers uh, for like the first 18 years of my life uh, in Puerto Rico, which is a, a U.S. colony. And um, where I spend the summers walking uphills, mountains, downhills, across rivers, walking walking and working and helping out on my uh, relatives' uh, farms. And we just walked everywhere. So when I reflect on endurance life, I think it started early on. I love to walk. And um, like I said earlier, I was never a runner. I was very tall for my age and I had lanky legs and uh, I sort of lumbered a lot. I was not a good I was not a good runner. I hated running. Um, and I only started running after I had my first child, my daughter, uh, when I ran my first 5K uh, competitively, uh, 1989. But before that, I started running uh, just to help me with stress and um, dealing with a broken heart in college. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how it all got started. And, you know, I brought, I ran recre recreationally just for fun because I enjoy the freedom of running. It made me feel really good afterwards. It was a good workout. Um, and then I ran my first 5K in 1989. And that sort of snowballed to more 5Ks and then half marathons. So I ran my first half marathon when my son, my second born, uh, was uh, six months old. Mm. And I ran several half marathons because and then I thought you know what let me try a marathon um and two years later I ran my first uh, marathon and uh you know I felt great and I was already plotting my next marathon so I ran nine more and um I noticed that after the end I'm not very fast you know but I get the job done um after I would finish a marathon I felt that I could run some more, like I mm. was tired, you know, maybe you get a blister or you're exhausted, but I had really good cardio and really good endurance. Um, and then uh, after that, uh, my couple of years later in 2005, 
I started to train for my first uh, 50 miler, which was uh, the JFK 50 miler. Uh, and I had no idea what I was doing because it was uh, part trail on the Appalachian Trail mm. uh, and also on a towpath, uh, which was very flat. Um, but I didn't know what I was doing. And I guess I was fearless going in. Um, I'm open to new adventures. I'm not afraid of anything. Uh, and it was such a great experience that I tell you, I was high, uh, for two weeks. I just, I was just the happiest person you would meet, um, despite my blisters and soreness, but, um, yeah. And then, uh, 50 milers after a few of those, I did my first hundred, I did a couple of those and then I did 24 hour runs and, um, yeah, um, I, endurance for me is, um, it's, I guess, I can't imagine my life without it. Um, I'm strong that way. And um, I guess that's my endurance life. Although I, I was never, never a runner. Yeah, but really, really never. intriguing. Really, really intriguing. Like you've done a, that's a, you've done a lot of events. Like, you know, I know we sort of just have gotten to this ultra section of, and you've done a few and you've done, but like you have done a lot of, of races like um i was having a little bit of a pour through the again on on your um on your web page and in all in all like you must have put some massive miles under your shoes but it, it looked like something like 15 or, or 20 odd ultra um distance races so you must have a real passion for this now yeah i do in fact you know um when i think about it i have not stopped running since 1989. I have been running races every single year since 1989, except for 2009 when um, I was unable to walk and run normally. And it turns out I was severely B12 deficient uh, and uh, had tingling in my limbs and numbness and twitching and very painful spasms and toe curls uh you know it was just a really bad time for me and i knew something was wrong but we couldn't figure out what it was i was you know they thought if doctors thought i had als i had ms i had chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy uh that was in the case and i finally went to um a top neurologist at johns hopkins here in um Baltimore, Maryland, and um, he diagnosed me with severe B12 deficiency as a result of um, uh, I um, I don't my body does not oh he it was, I'm sorry I was uh, he diagnosed me with uh, myelopathy of the spinal cord uh, as a result of severe B12 deficiency and unfortunately my body is not able to produce enough B12 naturally. Uh, to uh, create, provide myelin sheath around my spinal cord. So mm. my 12 deficiency was neurological. And that year, I, I just couldn't train for anything. And I had, my plan was to run um, the North Face 50-mile uh, endurance challenge. Uh, uh, they have several throughout uh, the states. And uh, this one was in uh, Washington, D.C., um, and as it turns out, in 2009, it was canceled because of a hurricane. Mm. So I didn't really miss out. But that was the that's been the only year that I have not run a race. But wow. it's been nonstop. And I've been running like um, 
two to three a year. Um, so I just finished, I just ran the, um, I, that hasn't, I haven't put that on my, uh, my ultra running page yet on my website, my race recap, but I ran my first 24 hour track ultra. No. Oh. Yeah. And, uh, two weekends ago, Mother's Day weekend here was the second weekend in May. Uh, and, um, it was such a great experience, even though it rained for the last 11 hours. Uh, and um, I was so, so excited because I placed sixth female and 19 overall of 50 runners. And I was able to lock in um, 81 miles. Nice. And so, so what I find interesting with the um, track ones, like... You know, you go out on that trail and you and you absolutely love your, you know, your first one. What was it, the JFK 50 JFK, miler? That was and, yeah, that was and, a and, yeah. and you're like, you're feeling so good. You get nature. You know, the the tracks obviously long and varied. Um, these track ones, are you running like around a 400 meter? Yes. You know, yeah, it's, how, 81 miles. I mean, I, how many laps is that? I mean, I, let's, let's not even worry about doing the math. Three, but I mean. Three. 326. Okay. Okay. So, you know, 10 laps in and you're like, Hey, <laughs> the scenery is the same. Does, does it make yeah. it harder or easier? Do you think? You know, that, that was my fear. I thought, gee, you know, um, will I be, a, I, I'd never even stepped foot in a track until I started training at our local high school track. And, um, I thought, gee, I'm going to get bored. You know, I'm going to need mental strength, you know, focus and discipline. And what I discovered was that it was actually very meditative. Mm. And um, the time actually went fast. You know, it wasn't too bad. And, you know, there are different ways to help pass the time, like counting laps down, uh, you know, switching directions or walking the first lap and then running the next three laps. Um, And... It worked for me, uh, but I think the reason why it worked for me and I felt confident going in and it was never a chore uh, training was because I've had all these years of experience behind me running. So this was just another challenge. And I also, I'm a positive person. I like to see the positive in everything. And I thought the positive thing about running a track ultra is that the terrain is flat, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't risk uh, tumbling and falling and cracking my skull open like I would on a trail, you know? Yeah, that's fair. Or, or, or getting lost on the trail. That has happened to me, too. Uh, and it was also um, easier on my husband, who's been my crew and my pacer for these, like, 100 milers. Um and he didn't have to do anything for me because he's, you know, camped out in our little tent, uh, you know, at the edge of the track, along with all the other uh, crew and, uh, you know, friends and family of runners. Uh, and um, there was also, you never got bored because in a trail, sometimes you're the only one on a certain part of the trail um, mm. track, you're surrounded by fellow runners. Um, and so we get to chat with each other. And what I loved about this event, it's the dawn, uh, to just to dawn, uh, 24 hour track event, um, is that it also brings a lot of, uh, elite runners. And so we have elite runners running side by side with ordinary runners, such as myself. 
And it was such a great running community. Um, so I'm glad I did it. And I have to tell you, I'm hooked. Oh, I, yeah, really? I, yes, yes. And I'm going back next year. I already nice. told the race director. I'm coming nice. back. Nice. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I know that there's heaps of, um, you know, ultra trail, especially. Uh, but is there many ultra track runs in the States that um, you can do others if you wanted to? Yeah, actually, I'll have to start digging. There, there are a few, and I'm so glad that this one was closer to home. This was mm. in the state of Pennsylvania next door. Um, but um, the next one that I've already signed up for, and uh, this track uh, event uh, was good training for this next event, which is in Tennessee. Uh, and it's a race for the ages. And uh, this, this, this event is, um, the race director is um, Lazarus Lake. Oh, he, yes, from Barclay Marathon. Is that, yes. Uh, yes? Yeah. Yep. Yes, that's, yeah. I always uh, find it so interesting just looking at that guy, like, it, what, what a guru, but he's just, just smoking, just just having a having a having a little cigarette whilst everyone's yeah. doing their and race. Like you, you see it, you think it almost doesn't compute with running in, in his history. But exactly, but mm. uh, yeah, I've seen Barkley run like a million times. I just love it. I like to watch it when I'm um, tapering and getting ready for my next event. You know, just to get inspired. You know, uh, but uh, this event uh, it's called a race for the ages uh, because is he says it's for geezers, you know, for older people, and you have as many hours to run as your age. Yeah, um, right. He seems yeah. to have a real, quite a personality. This fella, like, yeah. yeah, and it's 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 a one mile loop in a park, and uh, he rents the park, or the park is closed for this event, and uh, it's just runners, and so. Uh, my husband and I will be going down, and we're making this uh, event also um, a, a, a racecation. Uh, this will be our third, where oh, I, I, if we're going to a national park, like we're going to be visiting two national parks again uh, in August, uh, one in Kentucky, uh, Mammoth Cape National Park, and the other one in South Carolina, uh, Conga Green National Park. And then after we visit the national parks, we'll head over to Tennessee for three days or four days of running around in circles in a park. Mm. And, and, and so you know, there really is this whole respect your elders thing. You see an 80 or 90 year old rock up to that start line. You'd have to have some serious, serious respect for them. Hey, because it's like, they're going to have to put a lot of miles under their shoes. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited. Um, and you know, I, I don't have any problems saying how old I am. I'm 60 years old. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, putting in as many miles as I can uh, in 60 hours. So I'm really super excited. And we already rented our RV. Uh, we've done this before. I raced in um, Pensacola, Florida, uh, two years ago in 2017 for the Wildcat 100 miler in Pensacola. And we also uh, rented an RV. We flew into Miami, rented, you know, pick, picked up our RV rental and uh, visited uh, Biscayne National Park and Everglades National Park and um, Key West. And we had just a wonderful time. And then uh, I ran that 100 miler. And um, uh, was there another racecation that we had? 
Uh, no, that that was our, our our first song. This will be our second song. I'm just really super excited. Uh, that's another thing. I think I've also um, have built my endurance, or part of my endurance life is hiking in the national parks. And we hiked in our first national park in uh, 2010, uh, Grand Canyon. Uh, you must go to the Grand Canyon. It okay. is just when you get there, you will not believe what you see. It's just so overwhelming and so beautiful that there are no words to describe its beauty. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think I saw um, uh, Billy Yang. Um, you know, you make some pretty interesting oh, films. Yeah. And, and I think I saw him doing a little feature on, might have been Courtney DeWalter um, or, and others running that whole thing in a day. If, it, if it's the place I'm thinking of, they run from one side to the other yeah. and it's some massive... From, yeah, one room to the other. Yeah, mm, mm. it's just it's just so beautiful. And so after that, we uh, every summer since 2019, that's what we do. We um, go to different parks, and I love the national parks, and I love participating in the junior ranger program. Usually, they're for kids, you know, up to age 12. <laughs> but I participate in all of them. And I go on scavenger hunts and I complete the booklet and then I get sworn in as a junior ranger and I get my patch. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I find it interesting to think that like at 60, you're doing miles and miles and miles and miles more than, than I'm currently able to do uh, <laughs> at what could be considered my prime. Um, I'm hoping that my prime, the bar of what I'm able to achieve in my prime lifts. Um, and I'll be, be holding you in my mind as I, as I work towards that. But it's also interesting as well. Like I, I just, one thing I've, I felt like I just wanted to touch back on is, um, you know, you're one of the, one of the people that when you're talking about, um, school and you know, that you had to get to school in the blistering snow, um, yeah. And you had to go so many miles to get to school. Do you know, like that tends to be, I don't know if you've come across this, but it's like the story of, you know, say the the grandparents or the, your elders saying like, you don't even I, know how tough you've got it. Like we had to exactly. get to school through the blizzard. Um, yeah. So I thought that that was an interesting one. Um, but, you know, yeah, you, you really sort of um, weren't running. And then all of a sudden you've just had – and continue to have this absolutely massive career of of huge events. Uh, I find it intriguing because you know I've got my first um, ultra that I'm going to complete. Uh, in it's not even that far away. It's like three weeks away. And so, you know, when you're doing these giant, giant, giant events, what's it like? Like 24 hours of, of running, like how are you dealing with that? How has your body managed to be able to keep going and for, for that length of time? Yeah. Well, I think the key for me is that I have been building endurance. You have to build up to endurance. And like, I don't think I could ever run a 24 hour as my first ultra, mm. you know, I could, I could run 10, I could do 10 miles in 24 hours if that's what I wanted to do. But, um, I think, uh, building endurance and if I can, you know, run a marathon, then, uh, and I can run 50 miles, then just, you know, crank it up and take it to the next level. Um, and, uh, I know what to anticipate. I know that, you know, I will get blisters. I know that 
I will chafe in certain parts of my body. Uh, I know that my legs will get tired, but um, I'm prepared. You know, I, I have good nutrition. I stay well hydrated and I have the support of my family. Uh, my children have been my pacers since they were young. They've been to many of my ultra events. My son um, has paced me in some of uh, the ultras where pacers are allowed. Uh, my daughter has been there to, you know, change my clothes and my shoes and my husband prepares everything. Um, and what I go through, the other thing that, um, I cannot do without, or I, I, I don't, I can't imagine that I would be able to do these, these, uh, long, uh, ultras is, um, I'm a very, uh, spiritual person. Mm -hmm. uh, I, um, have very strong faith. Now, I'm a Christian, uh, and I get my strength, um, uh, from God. Uh, I would not be able to do this, uh, without, uh, strength from, you know, uh, higher authority for me, it's God. Um, and, um, I also think about those, uh, friends and family that, um, are now gone as a result of illness or cancer. And I've had friends and I've had relatives who have died of cancer and I've seen what their body has endured, the pain, the suffering that they've endured. And I think about them at every mile and they give me the strength to carry on. And, oh, and that's, wow. yeah, that's, that's how I do it. Um, what they've endured, the suffering they endure. I think of, you know, Christ on the cross and we, what he could bear. And if he could do, you know, do that, then our, I have nothing to complain about. I think about the saints and what they've endured and the martyrs and what they went through. Um, yeah. And so, uh, that's where I get my strength and I carry prayers with me in my running pouch. I carry my rosary with me. Uh, and for me, running uh, is a very um, spiritual and religious experience. And um, it's also a time when I, um, I'm closest to God, honestly. Uh, and, you know, I consider myself a very an extrovert. I'm a very extroverted person, you know. Um, but when it comes to running, running is my sacred time. And so, uh, and running 100 miles for me is just a wonderful way to be, even when you're running 24 hours on a track and, you know, towards the end, people start to drop. So there are fewer people on the track, but it's, uh, it's a time of uh, solitude. And when I'm on the trails, that's why I love running on the trails too. It's just so peaceful. It's great solitude and you're surrounded by God's creation and nature. And that just gives you, gives me so much energy to keep putting one foot in front of the other and just moving forward. Mm, it does sound like you're, you're drawing strength from, from a number of different sources. And yeah. I, I, I'm intrigued to see like this whole family affair, like, you know, you've been running for a lot of years. So, you know, and, and really ultimately it started when the kids were very young. Yeah, uh, I, yeah I was, uh. I, I ran with both my children. Uh, they've been running in gestation. I, I stopped at the end of my four month of pregnancy with both of them. Yeah. So, yeah. It's in the and, blood. Yeah, yeah. And um, when I celebrated uh, my 60th birthday, I celebrated like a week earlier because my kids were um, in the 
nearby at my daughter's home. Uh, she has two children, her and her husband, and my son and his wife. And um, I, to celebrate my 60th birthday, I ran 60 miles around a one-mile loop in my daughter's neighborhood. And um, I ran that to celebrate my birthday. And also, it was a good way to prepare me, too, for running on a track, you know. Uh, and um, it was also a healing run uh, for my husband, who is, uh, you know, tackling cancer. And mm. uh, things are, are looking good for him. You know, he recently had two surgeries, but um, he's, he's uh, really strong that way. Uh, and my grandchildren, my, my granddaughter, Jordan, who is four, and my grandson, Sawyer, who is two, um, when it came to them pacing me, they started to pace me like after mile 27, uh, they would take turns pacing. And my granddaughter, she and her mom ran with me for uh, one loop, uh, one, one mile loop, and she ran three quarters of a mile and she kept up. Oh, wow. And yeah, and she's very tall for her age. Um, she's going to be tall like her daddy. Her daddy's 6'5", and her uncle, Sebastian, oh. is 5'. <laughs> yeah. So she's she's already, our doctors, pediatricians have told uh, her parents that she's going to be very tall. Uh, and she just ran with me for three quarters of a mile, and she was so great. And then she later uh, uh, told me and her mom that she wants to be a runner like Mima. That's, that's my grandma name, Mima. Yeah, that's cool. So oh wow! Yeah, it is a family affair. So they're already starting to pace me, and yes. they're they're very good hikers. They hike a lot. Yeah. See, I love this sort of stuff. I just love the whole idea that you know, and in it, in for you, in a way that you've probably well, you have shaped the family tree beneath you. Um, you know, by your decision to go running, you know, way back when, whether it be yeah. for stress relief or you know to start doing it, you know, back in '89. Um, yeah. you know, and now that's continuing to, to provide benefits to the rest of your family, even when you're not around for, for yourself, like what other benefits has being an endurance athlete brought into your life? Oh, gee, you know, I have to tell you, uh, it saved my life. Uh, um, uh, I was, had I not been, had I not been in such good physical shape, I may have not survived a surgical procedure that uh, I had will be seven years ago this August. Um, I write about that on my blog. Um, I had to get a hysterectomy um, back in 2012, uh, three days after I placed third in my first 24-hour ultra, um, third female. And That's it was awesome. a, a not, scheduled- not, not the hysterectomy or the surgery yeah. going on, but coming third was awesome. So I and, you know, it was, it was scheduled, you know, it was scheduled. I went in and it was fine. Unfortunately, the surgeon transected my left ureter. Um, a ureter is that little, very thin organ that connects your kidney, my left kidney to my bladder. And um, long story short, that resulted in a small bowel obstruction. I was in the hospital for 14 days. Um, and um, I didn't know it at the time, but my body... Well, something was wrong because I kept leaking, but I was told everything was fine. Long story short, on Labor Day, September, the first Monday in September, um, I woke up with a high fever and body chills, and that's when sepsis started to set in. And uh, I was taken back to the emergency room, to the operating room. I became an inpatient again, and I had a nephrostomy tube 
uh, inserted in my left kidneys to drain the urine from my body. Mm. Uh, I had a urine bag strapped to my left leg for seven weeks. Wow. Uh, they could not repair my um, ureter for seven weeks because they had already opened me up to unkink the small bowel obstruction. So that incision had to heal. Um, yeah, I lost 20 pounds. Uh, my hair started to fall. Oh, no. Um, it was, and I eventually lost my teaching job. Yeah. Oh. My whole life was turned upside down. But wow. I'm so grateful that being so physically fit saved my life. I had such a strong immune system that sepsis did not take me. And the doctors, they were all amazed. The urologist who repaired my left ureter um, was just amazed and shocked that I hadn't been more critical or that I hadn't died. So, mm. yeah, so it saved my life. Um, that's one thing. And running uh, endurance um, helped to heal me. Um, uh, little by little, I started to walk because movement is so important to healing. Uh, I started to walk again. Uh, and little by little, I started to increase uh, the walking to a jog and then to a run. And I trained for a 50-mile uh, trail ultra uh, close to home and um, I was still very tender I was still very weak but I wanted to see how far I could go it was part of my healing journey and I did uh, drop uh, at mile um, 26 and a half because I knew I wasn't going to make the 30 mile cutoff you know mm -hmm. but I was just so thrilled that I could do 26 and a half miles. And then I said, all right, now I'm going to train for the same 24-hour ultra where I placed third for my the first time I ran a 24-hour ultra. And little by little, I trained for that. I went back and I placed sixth uh, female after after 18 hours. I said, I, I've had enough, you know, nice. super hot. But I was just so happy, and I did like 64 and a half miles. Wow. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. And so for me, um, you know, endurance is healing. Uh, this going back was part of my healing journey. Um, and also my endurance life. Um, if I had not had endurance life, I would not be writing about endurance. So, mm. yeah, it has uh, definitely... Um, uh, resulted in me writing about endurance and ultra running. Um, my endurance life has helped me healthy and has uh, helped me to overcome a couple of, of health issues. Like I said earlier, my B12 deficiency. Uh, I still continue to move ever so slowly, but it, I, I felt that I got the most relief from the numbness and tingling and twitching in my limbs when I walked. The, the minute I was still, you know, uh, it would, the, the symptoms would resurface. And then I was also diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis after my surgery. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with the fact that I was given an antibiotic that I'm extremely allergic to, mm. uh, Cipro, C-I-P-R-O. And uh, I was unable to dress myself for eight months. Goodness uh, gracious. 
my husband would, would dress me. Um, and um, I went back, I was on medical leave for six months and I went back and that last semester was my last semester. They made mm. life difficult for me, but you know, um, uh, the endurance life uh, will help anyone uh, overcome adversity or any obstacles that you may be facing, whether it's personal, whether it's health, whether it's work-related, uh, but that through all of that, you know, you can still remain resilient. And I think that I'm a resilient person and my endurance life um, and all my years of running and surviving my own medical nightmare um, has also prepared me to help me cope with my husband's cancer diagnosis. Um, and it's also prepared me to be a, a cancer caregiver. You know, caregiving uh, is, uh, can be very exhausting. It requires a lot of physical and a lot of mental, emotional, and spiritual strength. So, you know, um, I can stay focused and, you know, I've been able to, to help uh, my husband and be his patient advocate and take care of everything that you need to take care of when a patient is undergoing chemotherapy and, and radiation. But he has wonderful doctors at the University of Pennsylvania, uh, just wonderful. Um, mm. And of mm. course, an endurance life teaches you about discipline. You know, you need to be disciplined. Uh, training is important, training your mind. Uh, uh, training helps uh, the individual. It helps me, anyway, uh, to endure whatever pain and suffering comes my way. Um, and like I said earlier, my endurance life uh, has brought me closer to God, for sure. And uh, I think I'm a more patient person. And I think that comes with age. And it I also comes with all my years of ultra running. You know, ultra running uh, is not a sprint. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a sprint. You have to be patient. That's a lot of miles. You have to figure out how are you going to get there. Uh, it's um, the journey, you know, not always the destination. Um, and uh, when my life of endurance... Um, has uh, taught me, has shown me that there's no challenge or uh, no obstacle that I can't overcome. And for sure, from adversity and suffering comes strength. And the more, when it relates to ultra running, you know, your body takes a beating in ultra running. You know, you, I've lost my toenails, uh, my body has been sore, you know, you lose cognitive functioning especially in 100 milers and 24 hours where you can't tell time, your speech starts to slur. You know, I've lost my toenails many times. In fact, I lost three toenails after this last 24-hour track ultra. But that's because my feet were soaking wet for 11 hours, mm. you know. But, um, yeah, so uh, I really encourage people to, you know, follow a life of endurance because it, it will make you strong and it will keep you healthy and it will save your life. I really love that. And I feel like, you know, you're, you're, you've touched on um, so much about, you know, obviously fitness is there, but the, the mindset pieces that have, that have come throughout this whole thing, like it's, it's clear to me that uh, in the face of pain, in the face of, 
massive adversity, um, resilience, um, and being resilient for you is is core because you're able to sort of stand there in the face of that, and at the same time pick out the positives. Um, you know, things are happening, and you're able to reflect and and turn those things into positives, and still count your blessings, which I think uh, is is incredibly uh, awe inspiring. Um, but from your perspective, would there be anything else that you would add? to what you think makes up a successful mindset? Well, a successful mindset, um, be positive. You know, uh, I like to see the glass half full, not half empty. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to be a a disciplined person. Discipline is important, Um, you know, when it comes to training. So, uh, be disciplined and like I like to tell my students I'm a college uh, adjunct professor and um, I like to tell my students you know that there are uh, you know 100, 168 hours in a week you know mm-hmm. each day 24 hours 168 hours in a week um, so there are 10,080 minutes in a week plenty of time to be disciplined and to train if you want to be an endurance athlete in any sport. Um, And, um, you know, to remember that you're on a journey and uh, life is a journey and life is good in so many ways. And sometimes life will throw you a curveball, but that's okay. Um, And um, to, to, uh, to have fun. You know, uh, if you have a fun mindset and uh, just go out and um, enjoy what you do. And um, I'm not a whiner. You know, I I don't complain, you know. Um, And so just to look at at the good things, Mm. I would say. Mm, I love it. I love it. And and this is um, an interesting thing to think, you know, I, I can't really imagine my grandma, um, you know, rest, 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 both of my grandmas rest their souls, but um, blitzing past me on a 24-hour trail or, a, you know, any sort of run. Um, but, you know, over a lifetime, you build this mindset and it seems to me that you, you are enjoying it. Um, you oh, are yeah. finding ways to, to make it through, you know, things that m- would buckle a lot of people. I think, you know, you, you could sit here and listen to a lot of what's going on right now, um, you know, and, and realize that, you know, and where you've gone through and what you've come through and realize that, yeah, that's that's full on. That's, that's been a full on life, but it sounds like it's really been rich with experience and and full of joy. Absolutely. Yeah, that's you hit the nail right on the head, Joy. I find joy in everything, you know, Uh, and, um, you know, when it comes to endurance, um, always explore and look at new things. Like when I was training for this 24 hour, um, I uh, I wanted to, you know, do a different kind of cross training. Uh, And one of the things that I started doing last October, I started to do indoor rock climbing and I love it. So I like indoor rock climbing and I, I first, uh, my first experience rock climbing was a couple of years ago at Acadia National Park in Maine, um, where you can, you know, climb up a rock face, you know, and I was really good at it. I really loved it. And unfortunately where I live, we don't have places where we can go outside and rock climb. Uh, but I discovered a new rock climb, indoor rock climbing uh, gym in my town, and I just love it. And it's uh, 
you know, you know, when you're 60 years old, you're not supposed to be climbing walls. Well, that's not true, you mm. know. Mm, uh, yeah, who, who made this rule book up? You know, it's funny these these things, hey, it's like, well, you can't do it at this age and you can't do okay. that and you shouldn't be. Um, uh, you seem to have a real sense for adventure, though. Oh, I love I love adventure. I love trying new things. I like to be outdoors. I love outdoors. That's why I like rock climbing. I've done some rock scrambling in uh, Shenandoah National Park. Um yeah, anything that's physical. Um, so that's part of my cross training. Uh, you know, I'll do some strength training at like Planet Fitness. Um, but another thing that I love to do is I love to garden. I have a lot of flower gardens. And the last three years, my husband and I uh, have um, vegetable gardens where we grow our own food in the summer. And that is really good uh, cross training for any endurance uh, sport that you're in. Uh, it's a good way to taper. It's a good way to visualize your event. It's a good way to just relax. And weeding uh, gardens is very meditative. And you're outdoors and you really get a, a good workout. It's Gardening is hard work. You know, mm. your muscles are moving in different directions. You're bending down a lot. You're on your knees. You're pulling weeds. You're planting. You're using your hands. And you're you're connected with the earth. And that's why I, I love being outdoors. That's why I love, I'm not very good at trail running, but um, I've actually placed a couple of times in my age group. So I guess I'm not too bad. Mm, yeah, I'm wondering who you're comparing against um, because like looking at the the roster of what you've been able to accomplish and even the places that you've come, phew, that seems pretty good to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, and you know that's a good thing. Uh, there's a reward to getting older. I think uh, your chances increase of placing in your age group. You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I like it. And yeah. you f you fit a lot in in your life. Like you know, if 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 you were to to sort of look back on on what you've accomplished, like you know, you've had some ups, you've had some downs. The roller coaster ride has has played out, but you you've got you've got degrees. You've um, you know, and high level degrees, you've, you've done the teaching thing. You're, you're still doing stuff now. You've, you're out there adventuring, you're gardening, you're somehow fitting in 24 hour races and the training required to get those. You're a grandma or a mother. Like what's, can I have some tips please as to how on earth you've been able to fiddle this sort of stuff in, into your life? Uh, uh, you just, uh, I don't know. Are, are you a firstborn? I am the firstborn. Yeah, that is, yes. Oh, there you go. But then your problem solved. I'm a firstborn, and and I think it has to do with being a firstborn. I because I have three other sisters, and they're not anything like me. Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah, uh, and look at you. You have this amazing podcast. You know, you're doing great stuff. You're bringing people together. You're sharing all our knowledge with the world. Uh, so you're doing, you're doing a good thing. Uh, I, so I think it just, when you're a firstborn, you have a lot of responsibilities, you know, like I was the mom to my sisters very early on, that kind of thing. You know, uh, you have to set the example you have to, um, you know, uh, and for me, you know, I've always been a very disciplined, uh, may I ask what your, what your sign is? When were you born? What month? Uh, May Taurus. Is it like star sign? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, because I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they they normally get along, don't they? In in yeah. new, uh, what is it? Astrological terms. Yeah. I so I don't know. I just uh, you know, and my my husband says you know uh, he calls me uh, I'm a he tells me I'm a shark. 
I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not a shark. It was, yes, you are. You have to constantly be moving. And if you stop moving, you will die like the shark. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, I have to keep moving. Yeah. And um, I can get by. I'm very little sleep. Uh, you know, I have a good diet. I eat well. Um, and uh, I love to write. You know, one of the things that I've been working on for a couple of years is my memoir which is uh, about seven years, a seven year period of my life where, like you said, I had these difficulties, my highs and my lows, but through it all, ultra running was my saving grace. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about this. Tell us a bit about this writing and blogging because, um, you know, you have a lot of articles, you're highlighting others, you're highlighting your own stories and race reviews and um, now this, the, the memoir thing, like, it, it again, like, it's amazing you're able to fit everything in, but, um, yeah, what, what has it been like letting, you know, finding that? Um, yeah, my you know, one thing, I never imagined in 100 years that I would start blogging and it happened strictly uh, by accident. Um, two years ago, actually three years ago now, uh, this, this past April, I was working on a dissertation and I couldn't, uh, fall asleep at night. Uh, and I got up at three o'clock in the morning and I decided to just write in my journal. You know, I, I journal a lot and, um, I decided to also put the TV on and I'm watching, um, a cable uh, program called C-SPAN Book TV. I don't know if you get it in Australia, but I'm pretty sure you may get it, which is just a discussions of, uh, about books and their authors. And um, one night I'm watching an interview with Ariana Huffington from the Huffington Post. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was talking about her book, uh, The Sleep Revolution, and how, you know, People are not getting enough sleep and the dangers of not even enough sleep. And uh, she was taking calls um, from you know, the audience. And um, while she's having this discussion with some members from the audience uh, at home who are watching her on TV, uh, she gave out her email address, Huffington at, Huff, at HuffPost.com. And I was so stunned that she gave out her email address. And so was the interviewer. But... She said, oh, sure, anybody can email me. And so I emailed her immediately as soon oh, wow. as, yeah. And I introduced myself and I told her, I'm watching you. I talked about the sleep revolution on C-SPAN. I'm, I'm, you know, experiencing some insomnia. I cannot sleep. And, and I just wanted to let you know that, um, uh, you know, something about sleep deprivation and how I'm so glad that I, you know, I'm able to email you. And I wrote her this email do you know that two days later she emailed me back? Oh, wow. But anyway, she emailed me back and um, she invited me to be a blogger for the Huffington Post. Oh, what? A blogger. That's how it all wow. got started. And That's I was so shocked. And then she said, I'm CCing this to the managing editor, my managing editor, and she will contact you. And the managing editor contacted me like two hours later. She gave me my link to my platform and everything. And she said, start writing away. And that's what I did. I called my son and I said, Sebastian, you're not going to believe it just happened. I told him and he said, mom, that is amazing. You know that millennials would kill to be Huffington Post bloggers. I'm like, they would kill to be a Huffington Post blogger. She said, and he said, that is so amazing. And, um, 
it was at that point that my son said, uh, mom, you need to create your own website and you need to write about your running experience, your ultra running, about your spirituality, about your writing, because I had been working on my, my memoir. And it was my son, Sebastian, who gave me my social media handle name. He's, you know, he's the one that got me on Instagram. I didn't know what Instagram was a few years ago. And he says, give yourself a name. I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean give myself a name? And he says to me, mom, is your name Miriam? I said, yes. <laughs> and then he says, mom, do you run ultras? And I said, yes. And then he says, there's your name, Ultra Miriam. Nice. And that's how I got my my social media name, Ultra Miriam. And that's how I got started. So I started um, writing for the Huffington Post. And someone discovered my my writings and contacted me to tell me I've been reading your stuff on Huffington Post. It was uh, a woman named Jess, and she was the VP for outside PR. It was a PR where they represent uh, athletes, and she had asked me if I wouldn't mind writing a piece for the Huffington Post and interview Dylan Bowman who is an American ultra runner, elite ultra runner and a Red Bull uh, athlete. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a piece, you know, I wasn't getting paid for that. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to start interviewing other people for my own blog. And that's how my blog on my website got started. Yeah. And people have been really receptive when I contact them. You know, I most recently, I know that you've interviewed, um, Dean Carnassus. Oh, I he's great. Yeah, I recently interviewed him, and my piece will be posted sometime next week. Nice. Uh, and uh, he and I uh, both appear in um, the new Chicken Soup uh, for the Soul book, uh, oh, running, wow. running for Good. Yeah, and he was contacted by their publisher to create this book, and they had a they had a, a call for writers to write about their running and walking experiences. And my piece, uh, Running in Sickness and in Health, was accepted. So that appears in the book. And the book uh, will be out um, on June 6th, which is a global, uh, World Global Running Day. So, yeah. So I, And I'm just working on my memoir, and uh, we'll see what happens. It's very intriguing. Like I, I, I see that you've got so much, um, you know, things going on, and and you, again, your your life has certainly been bursting at the seams with awesomeness. I, I, from memory, I feel like, man, I could be wrong, but I feel like you might have come across Dean some time ago or something like that, like oh, yes. like way yes. back, and he might have signed a book or yes, or something. I, and then was he the yep. reason that it all started? Like if if yes, yes, actually, yes, that is correct. Uh, it was. Um... I was having a very difficult time at the university where I was teaching. This was back in 2004. And in 2005, I think it was like January, um, I was watching uh, 60 Minutes on uh, CBS uh, television network. And Dean Carnassus and Pam Reed, uh, elite female ultra runner, were both being interviewed about ultra running. And I was like intrigued. I didn't know what ultra running was. I was shocked that they were running 100 miles and that mm -hmm. she had run 200 miles and he had run 300 miles straight. And I was like, oh, my God. But it was just the inspiration that I needed, something to get me out of my my slump from the difficulty I was having at work. And I meet as soon as the interview was over, I 
I got on the internet and I searched, you know, ultra marathon and the closest one that popped up was the one in Maryland, uh, the JFK 50 mile ultra. And so that mm. was mm. every November I signed up, you know, and I sent out a check back then you wrote out checks. You didn't sign online. And, um, that's how it all got started. So he inspired me and then I, I bought his book and then I met him at the uh, North Face panel discussion the night before the uh, North Face 50 mile endurance challenge in Washington, D.C. in 2010. Uh, he was very, uh, very approachable, very kind, very nice. And he signed uh, my copy of his book, Ultra Marathon Man. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I saw, I saw, that's what I think I saw, like, keep running, keep, keep, yeah, you know, yeah, and, he, yeah, and he's just yeah. got that big old beaming smile, so, the, but the two of yeah. you are both from that same, you know, inspiration, like, most people would be looking at, like, the fact that you're looking at Dean and being like, oh my god, Dean, but then most people would now be looking at you and Dean and going, oh my god, those two ultra legends. <laughs> oh, that's so funny, you're, you're too kind <laughs> regarding oh, me, but, gosh. but I, I've been, it, it's nice, I just... I, I'm just such a happy person. It brings me so much joy when uh, folks have told me, Miriam, I started running because of you. Mm. Yeah, that is yeah. nice. That would be a or nice feeling. My, my running mentor. And I'm like, oh, that is so sweet. So if anybody, you know, wants to run, just, I always say, just start slowly, put one foot in front of the other, walk in the beginning, walk for 20 minutes. You know, it's not a race, you know. Uh, and, um, if you feel that you can walk a little bit faster and if you feel like you can, you know, take it up a notch and maybe, maybe put it into a jog and the more you do it, the more you run. I remember when my daughter was, uh, uh, undergraduate student and I would say, Jana, you know, when you're stressed, go out for a walk. She went to school in Washington, DC, George Washington university, where people run all, all over the place. And I said, when you're stressed, just go out for a run. And she goes, Oh mom, I don't. And one day she calls me, I'm at school in my office, and she calls me to tell me, Mom, you're not going to believe this. I said, oh, my God, what is it? Is everything okay? She says, Mom, I just ran five miles, and I feel so good. I'm so <laughs> glad that I went running. You don't know how good. I said, see, Jana, your endorphins have kicked in. And mm. she's a, a few half marathons. Yeah, she ran a couple in Washington, D.C. while she was a student. She's actually a very good runner. Yeah, she's wow. Yeah. Uh, so her and her husband have run a few uh, half marathons. She hasn't done a full marathon yet. Um, yeah. So, yeah, running is, you know, the wonderful thing about running is it's actually it's very liberating and it doesn't really cost a lot of money in terms of gear. You need a good pair of shoes. So make sure you get fitted. You know, if I to advise people, make sure you get a good pair of shoes, uh, get fitted. Um, you know, you don't need a lot of different clothes, especially in good weather and just go out there and make sure you wear sunscreen when it's out there, when the sun's out there and just enjoy yourself. And it's just so healthy and you'll feel so much better. If running was so terrible, I would still not be running at my age. Yes, true, true. I like that. And so there's some great tips there. Would there I often ask, like, you know, would there be three tips that you would, um, you know, give to people that are getting into endurance activities? You've you mentioned take it slow. Uh, sunscreen is obviously a good one. But is there um, any other tips that you would that you would yeah. give to newbies? I would say, you know, yeah, if you know you're starting ultra running, you know, make sure that you build up endurance. You know, I, I didn't run my first 50 miler until 
after running a slew of 5Ks and half marathons and a total of nine marathons. Um, and uh, you always keep remember that endurance activities are not sprints, you know. Um, and uh, based on my own uh, endurance activities and experience, you know, be disciplined. Uh, make training a part of your day. Not every day, but a part of your day. And to always remember that, you know, there are 10,080 minutes in a week. You can surely find time to run 30 minutes a couple of times a week, if not more on weekends. And I devoured everything that I read about ultra running when I first started running. So read books. There are tons of books out there. Uh, visit websites. Uh, and listen to great podcasts such as yours. Oh, thank you. I have learned and I get so inspired by elite runners and just ordinary runners such mm. as myself. So if you keep that in mind, uh, you're off to a really great start. Um, and, you know, I like to, you know, tell people, you know, keep your foot off the ground and keep reaching for that finish. Uh, and remember that um, finishing is winning. I like it. I like it. Some 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 absolutely massive tips. Some some gold littered throughout, jam packed with gold, um, just like your life has been in this interview. And I and I'm and I'm really appreciative that you've taken the time to catch up. For people that are listening, um, that would love to follow along on your journey and um, sort of see what you're up to, we've we've made mention of your um, of your webpage a few times. But did you want to share the the addresses where people can follow you and, and different social media handles? Yeah, my social media handles uh, is uh, Ultra Miriam on my Instagram, on my Twitter, uh, my uh, fan uh, Facebook page also. I also have a YouTube channel, which I share some videos about certain things uh, just to get people excited. Uh, in fact, I just got a comment this morning from someone that uh, saw my video on my training for the 24-hour track, and the person said, oh, this is so great, so inspiring, you know, mm. so, uh, little things like that. And on my website, if you also just Google Ultra Miriam, you'll find it. But it's also, you know, www.miriamdiazgilbert.com. So if you Google Ultra Miriam, you, you'll find me all over the place. I like it. I like it. Well, look, I have just taken so much away from this catch up. I really have, um, you know, appreciated you taking the time. So again, just a big thank you, Miriam. Well, no, a bigger thank you uh, to you, Tom. I so appreciate this very, very much, and continue to do your good work. It's it's amazing. You 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 uh, interviewed some amazing people, and I'll continue to listen. And I'm glad that you discovered me, and I've discovered you. So it works out.